You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh throughout the chaos of life in your 20s or 30s or 40s, wherever you're at. I'm here for you. I'm here for you because I want to make you laugh during this quarantine. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. You can also keep up with the show and the latest reality TVT at No Filter with Zach. That's our show handle on Instagram at No Filter with Zach and at Just Plain Zach everywhere else. That's me. I am Just Plain Zach. And oh my God, I'm over quarantine. I am fucking over it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm ready to be released into the wild. I know I don't really like to, I mean, I guess we've kind of touched on quarantine. I don't really like to talk about COVID, but we won't talk about COVID. I just. My back is like killing me and I'm getting antsy and I'm getting restless and I'm just over it. This whole week has been long and busy and I just, I, I, I can't anymore. I can't quarantine anymore. I'm ready to write a letter of appeal to the parole board and hopefully, you know, they can let me out for good-ish behavior because I'm ready to go. We've... I think in LA, they're saying that we likely might be out by July 4th. Maybe the phasing will come before then. I don't really know. All I know is I'm kind of over it. I'm over it and walks to Target just aren't as exciting as they used to be. All right, let's take a very quick break to talk about wine. I know we're drinking a lot of wine lately. We're drinking a lot lately, and I get it. Look, it's this quarantine life. We're trying to get used to it. And look, at the end of the day, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to help you. I'm right there with you. I'm literally drinking a glass of wine right now. But while we're drinking wine, we want to be more mindful about it. And that's why I always go with Dry Farm Wines. They are my go-to hangover-free wine. That's right. I said it. Hangover-free wine. That way, you're getting a little lit, but you're not doing all that damage to your body that's going to make you hurt in the next morning. I love Dry Farm Wines because they don't have all the added sugar. They don't have all the added dyes. This is no two-buck chuck from, you know, the supermarket. This is real good, premium, high-quality wine. I trust them. They are my go-to wine brand that I order from all the time because I want to make sure if I'm going to drink, it's going to be good, good stuff. No two-buck chucks for me. And no two-buck chucks for you either. So give Dry Farm Wines a try. Like I said, it's my favorite clean, hangover-free wine. So if you want to have fun tonight but you don't want to hurt tomorrow – Definitely give Dry Farm Wines a try. Go to dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K, dryfarmwines.com slash Zach. I put the link in the description to make your life easier. So go right now and order Dry Farm Wines. Quarantine aside, we are going to be talking about Housewives today. It is my weekly recap of Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, darling. She, she, she. Um, Yeah, we are heading the mid or we'll... We're soon approaching the mid-season. I think we're, what, like six episodes deep into Beverly Hills and maybe like eight episodes deep into New York, maybe. I may be off like a week or two. I know New York came out two weeks ahead of Beverly Hills. But let's break it down because a lot went on this week. There were some bathhouses. There were some Russian hotties. There was an astrologer. There was a lot of pink dresses. It was a vibe. Um, so let's get into it. All right, shall we? 
Um, also, if you have any pe- questions for Paige from Summer House, she's going to be on the show next week. So send me your questions over the weekend. Slide into my DMs at Just Plain Zach or at No Filter with Zach. And let me know what questions you still have for Paige now that we're at the end of Summer House. Let me know because like this is it. We're in open season. Once the finales have aired and the reunions have aired, now is the time to ask them all of their questions because they're not under a gag reel and they can really just lay it all out there. So let me know what questions you have for Paige. And then I may be having Max from Vanderpump Rules on soon. So you can send me a couple of questions for him. Not sure if we're still waiting to confirm that, but TBD, maybe it'll work out. We'll see. All right, let's start with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, darling. Okay, so Dorit is apparently entering the restaurant business. She's a restaurateur-ish. She has made it very clear that she is in no way trying to compete with Lisa Vanderpump. And clearly, Lisa is upset with PK. They were friends. We have to remember that they were... We have to have a whole montage this week about how Lisa Vanderpump and PK were friends back in, in Europe, and now they're no longer friends. And then we have to have a flashback of when Dorit was fighting with Lisa, and Lisa called her a stupid cow and that was a good time oh dorit's kind of like really irritating me this season i usually love me some dorit but i'm like oh so she gives a little shade to lisa vanderpump and now she's thinking about designing a room in buca beppo which to me is kind of like mm, are you really getting into the restaurant business if you're just like you know going and to like a west elm and picking out some furniture and you're like this looks nice like you're not an interior designer you're not a restaurateur like stick to swimwear like do your thing like i think these women need to stick to a single business and then just like go in on it you know what i mean like i just i don't like when they do all these fake businesses like ageless by ramona i think the only one that i really liked was ramona pina grigio i didn't try it but like i like i saw potential in that brand um but like i just i don't know dorit like is anybody really is is that really her demographic is dorit's demographic buca de peppo and is buca de peppo's demographic dorit like how often like it's just i don't know it's it's like a, an, I don't, I don't, I guess it's kind of shitty to compare them to like an Applebee's, but like, it's like a chain restaurant that like, you know, they're just, it's not anything spectacular. It's not anything like fancy. Like it's just, it's a regular, like it's like an Applebee's, you know, you go to Applebee's, you have a good time. You order their pre-measured food that's in a freezer and it's just like, it's, it's a good time. Um, you know, it's a good time when you're like in your twenties and you're like, yeah, let's get fucked up and go eat Puga de Peppo. That was my 20s, at least. That was my col- That was my 18, 19, 20 college year, year and a half that I was in college. Um, but yeah, Jury wants to make it very clear that she is in no way trying to compete with Lisa. And then we get to Erica's house, because this is kind of the highlight of the night, is Erica has this big astrology reading party. I didn't really get if it was like supposed to be a dinner party with an astrologer, or they just came for the astrology, but... The bulk of it is we have the astrology. We have a little pre-drink with Tom, which I thought was really cute. I love the the human side we're getting to see of Erica this season. Um, we see her like have these really tender moments of Tom telling him telling her that she's proud that he's proud of her, which I think is really nice. My friend Katie. She gets mad when I don't give her credit for things. Um, But she says that she thought that that moment was like a clearly Erica Jane having some like daddy issues that she worked out through Tom. And now Tom's here telling her how proud he is of her, that like that was the validation that she always wanted from her father. And she clearly didn't get it. And now she's getting it. So clearly she has some daddy issues. Um, And then the astrologer guy, the astrology guy comes and he's reading everybody's charts. And oh my gosh, Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane have the exact same outfit on this bright pink outfit i think 
I don't know. I don't, I didn't really care. I thought it was cute and kind of funny, but I was like, mm, I guess we all they all shop at the same stores. Like everybody shops at the same stores. Nothing's couture. You're not Sutton getting couture Dolce and Gabbana bras. Calm down, ladies. You're gonna end up wearing the same thing once in a while. It's happened to all of us. Um, so as he's reading the charts, he says that Lisa, you know, that Lisa just has no filter and Denise um has is apparently very intensely calculated and she has a lot to hide. And if you mess with her, then she's going to plot revenge. And Denise is like, well, that's not the first time I've heard that. Ha 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 with her Casamigos reposado. And then Kyle's like, Oh my God, what does she have planned for me? And it's like, calm down, Kyle. Like, do we really think that Denise is this like wicked vindictive woman? Like she's been through so much shit that I don't think she's like evil and vindictive, but I don't think she would pass up the opportunity to, you know, throw a little shade right back, which we're clearly seeing now with Brandy Glanville. Now that Brandy Glanville has exposed Denise, but we haven't gotten to that in the season yet. We just know from all the headlines and interviews that we've seen about them going into the season. Um, but apparently Denise is the most complicated and has the most to hide. And there's going to be some big grand reveal coming later. And Lisa Ren is like, oh, you can already see like the wheels turning in her head for how she's going to poke and prod at Denise to make sure she gets her to snap to make good TV. Now that we don't have Lisa Vanderpump on the show, we need someone to kind of get the show moving. And I think Lisa Rinna really knows how to do that. And then all of a sudden, I don't even know where this happened or how it kind of came to be, but like sudden just goes from like zero to 150 in two seconds and she starts snapping at Doree about how they have unfinished business and all this stuff. And I'm like, where did that even come from? And then Dorit's like, oh. And then Erica's like, excuse me, you're in my home. And then Sun's like, I know, I know, I'm sorry. And I was like, what? Like, this was like eight seconds. And I don't even understand, like, what just happened. Like, we were at a party and we were doing astrology. And then all of a sudden, Sun flips. And then she's getting mad at Dorit. And then her and Dorit are starting to go back and forth. And then all of a sudden, Erica shuts it down, which is also very interesting. Because you would think Erica would like the drama. But, like, she doesn't. I'm, I'm like, let these ladies fight. Like, let's create some good television, especially because we know know that at that time there were all of the reports coming out that everyone was getting along and it was looking like a little bit of a lackluster season unless Erica was just like this is a stupid fight there's no there's nothing to fight about here but respect to Erica um on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I think my MVP of the week is going to go to Erica Jane I love that we just we got to see her get choked up and get ready for Chicago and it's just nice to see that human side of her and you can tell that she's just really grateful to Tom for the life that he's been able to give her and then for my least valuable player I'm going to give it to Dorit again I love Dorit but she's really really annoying me this season and her buka room like really Again, no more fake businesses. Like, look, Dorit, you may be a skinny girl, but you will never be a skinny girl. Mm, that should be a Bethany tagline. All right, let's plop over to New York. Let's talk about New York. So we're right off of, we're still coming from the orchard apple farm trip. And Lisa, Leah decides that it's a good idea to take these girls to this Russian spa downtown. And all the women are like, oh, the audacity. Dorinda only comes down to downtown when she needs a death certificate. And then Luann has to remind us that she goes there for her parole because she was in jail and she doesn't drink. But now she drinks and it tastes so good. Oh. So everyone comes into downtown and we see that it's like the the cameramen really want you to know that like it's a shady part of downtown. It's like an underground sort of like Russian spa or Russian bathhouse. It's a, it's a bathhouse slash restaurant, which I find very interesting. Um, 
I always thought bathhouses were like dirty, like 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 where you go for, go there to have sex. But maybe that's like a miss. Maybe I misunderstood that. I thought like a bathhouse was like a sex thing. I didn't know it was like it meant like spa, but like maybe it does mean spa. And maybe I'm thinking of no. I feel like I, that. Yeah, like the only bathhouses I've ever heard of are like the ones you can like walk around naked in and like get private rooms to have sex in. Unless I'm wrong. Unless bathhouses really are like spas and like in LA they've just become something. I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is it didn't look like there was any sex happening in this bathhouse, but I wouldn't be mad if those Russian men that were beating pe- beating them with leaves, like I would have I would have gone full downtown Judy Brown there. So they end up getting beaten up by some hot Russian dudes and they drink some ginger vodka, even though I would personally love to try that horseradish vodka just because it has like a kick and a burn and I love vodka and this is like a real Russian vodka. And apparently you don't sip, like the Russians don't sip their vodka, they just shoot it like a shot. And I like it. Like that's like really like intense and I'm here for it. Um, Ramona can't take the beating because it's like a little too aggressive for her. And like when you see them beating them with these leaves, like it does look very aggressive. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I need to be smacked. Like I like to be smacked around a little bit, but like not with like gra- scratchy, bushy leaves. I mean, if anything, like I wouldn't mind them just like using their hands. I'd be like, go ahead. You can get my blood circulation going by just slapping me all over. It's going to be a fun time. I was actually surprised that Ramona couldn't take a beating because she looks like she can get pretty frisky in the bedroom. Actually, no, I take that back. Sonia is the frisky one. I think Luann can get frisky, but I think Ramona is a very much like, I just want to stay in missionary and look into my eyes and I want to pretend that I, you know, I'm really kinky when I'm actually really not. But the kinkiest I'll get is to give you a lotion foot massage on camera, Mario. Um, and then they finally finish with the sauna and they finish with getting beaten up by the Russian dudes. And then we're deciding to go into the restaurant part of the bathhouse where we're going to eat. To me, have it like a restaurant and a bathhouse just kind of feels like hot wings in a strip club. Like it's just you don't go there for those things and they just don't mesh very well. It's just kind of like mm, not my vibe. But they have like shish kebabs and um, it looked like some fries with some mushrooms on it, which looked really delicious. I would have gone full face dive into that plate of, that plate of French fries if they were French fries because I love me some French fries and I love me some mushrooms. So give me all of it. And then so they're all sitting there and they're all having a good time and there's peace. There's peace amongst the table. And then Leah's like, mm, sorry, but I think there's like an elephant in the room from the orchard trip and we need to address it. And then all of a sudden Ramona's like, yes, we need to address it. And she's like, Dorinda, you are you're so aggressive. And when you get mad at somebody, you just go for the jugular jugular. And then typical Dorinda is total deflection mode. And even Luann kind of tried to like maybe be a peacemaker here while like Sonia kind of like really kept to herself a bit and then Tinsley didn't say anything granted I mean yeah I mean uh, I don't know if it would have been smart for all the women to gang up on Dorinda at that time because we saw the way that she snapped at Ramona which I also kind of agree with like yes Ramona is right that Dorinda really does go for the jugular but Dorinda is right because Ramona does the exact same thing and I, I like they're very much the same, but their tone is very different. Like Ramona doesn't need to scream and yell and get in your face and intimidate you. She'll just say it in like a really nonchalant kind of casual tone, but it'll really beat and hurt and like really prod at you as, you know, circa, what was it? Season two with her and Bethany on the bridge. And she's like, you're, you know, now you have Jason, but you have no friends, you have nobody in your life and you have Jason and you're probably going to screw that up too. And you're going to end up alone forever. So, like, she has those moments where she really knows how to, like, throw a jab in your side that you don't see coming. They call it, what do they call it? The the, the singer stinger. She definitely has that. So they're very much the same. And I think this is why they kind of look at each other and they're like a mirror of each other. And they have, like, um, 
they share a lot of the same commonalities in terms of like how they react to people and how they um, mask their insecurities because they definitely will try to hurt you to prevent you from hurting them. Um, and then, you know, Dorinda goes all, if you have an issue with me, you bring it to me personally, Ramona. And then Ramona's just like, well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And I'm just like, ladies, like, this isn't even an issue between the two of you. This is an issue between Dorinda and Tinsley. Well, actually, it's not even about Tinsley. It's more of just about Ramona, or sorry, about Dorinda going through her own kind of process and we see a little more of that we see her go and see the counselor I don't know what he was exactly if he was like a life he looked more like a life coach than a therapist um so she goes to see him and then she's talking about the house and how it was flooded and she's having to go through all of these old memories and like we're starting to slowly little by little get a deeper understanding into what into what Dorinda is going through and I get it I just don't like I think the women need to be supportive of Dorinda, but also not necessarily be enabling. But I, I don't know. I don't think remote, I don't think Dorinda's actually in the place to hear anything. It's just one of those things where, you know, your friend's going through a really tough time and you're just like, we need to just let you go through this and be here however you need us to. But like there's no there's no getting through her through to her right now. She's in a really emotional, fragile place. And there's just there's nothing that you can say to her or nothing that you can try to do to like help her on the other side side of it like it's just a process that she's gonna have to go through on her own and if and when she needs her friends then they can step in and help her but I don't agree with the way that she's treating Tinsley and I don't like Tinsley but I mean Ramona calling Dorinda you know somebody that goes for the jugular is really the pot calling the kettle black she's not wrong but like really Ramona let's let's look a little inward because like mm. then we find out that like Leah is talking to her sister and she sent some nude to some dude and he meant to send it forward it to his friend and then he forwarded it to her and she's just like oh my god I mean I get it because like when people send me naughty photos I usually send them to my friend Katie um that's why it's best to send them like via Snapchat or via like Instagram where you can't really forward them or send them on um, but yeah, I shared nudes with my, not my nudes, but like nudes that guys send me, I share them with my friends and they share them with me. And we all like talk about them when we talk about how messy your room is. And we talk about like, you know, your dick size compared to other dick guy sizes. And yeah, and we just, you know, we really dissect it. We dissect more of like what's going on in the setting around the dick less than the dick itself. Just so you guys know, if you're going to be sending me any naughty photos. Um, and then we fast forward to Ramona's apartment. She's having like a little get together with her ladies with Elise. Of course, Elise is there. I don't know why Elise is back, but we need to get rid of Elise because I'm over Elise. And then somehow it ends up getting dragged up again. I think Sonia's the one that instigated it, but gets dragged up again about what happened at the Russian bathhouse. And then, you know, Dorinda's all upset about it. And she's like, Ramona, that was wrong. That was wrong, Ramona. You're supposed to be my friend. And then Ramona's like, but I am your friend. I am your friend. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just being honest. I'm just being real. And that's just me and that's just and then Dorinda storms out and she's like I can't do this what you did was wrong and you shouldn't be doing this in front of other people it's like the text message about John when we were at your house in the Hamptons and you said that John was texting other girls like these are things that you bring up to me in private and then Ramona's just like what can I say and then Dorinda storms out and of course Elise has to chase Dorinda because Elise wants a little more camera time. And then eventually Ramona's like, oh, fine. She ends up chasing Dorinda too. And then they're like fighting in the hall and they're like people walking through the halls. And that hallway was like really doomy and gloomy. But whatever, Ramona, you live on the Upper East Side. So if you think that your your building is better than Leah's, even though I kind of like Leah's apartment a little better, whatever. Um, and then 
eventually they both realize that they're going through a lot and that they're both afraid of being alone. And then they come back inside. And then Elise is like, oh, my God, the three of you can drink Mother Teresa or can make Mother Teresa drink. And then that's the end of it. And Elise, I just, I feel like we really need to get rid of Elise. She's like the Barbara this season, but she's not in it as much. Barbara, I think, was actually supposed to be a full-time cast member and then got cut, whereas Elise, I don't think, was ever supposed to be a full-time cast member. But here we are. Um, I would give my MVP of New York to Leah because I think she's definitely acting as like the voice of reason this season. And those Russian guys were hot. I mean, the place was a little janky, but... The Russian guys were hot and they look like they really know how to like work your body in bed. So I'm here for it. And then I would give Ramona the LVP. It's I feel like Dorinda would be the easy choice to go with. But the reason I'm giving it to Ramona is because all these years later, she still lacks like that self-awareness. And at least, you know, Dorita is going through a rough patch. So it's a little more understandable, whereas Ramona isn't going through a rough patch. She's just kind of always consistently the same where Dorinda kind of comes in waves like it rises and it falls and it rises and it falls and it rises and it falls over the seasons and right now it's just like at a really high tide um but I think at least for this week I'm going to give my least valuable player to Ramona because I just I'm like eh, like you already know Dorinda's not in a good place and she's not going to hear the message that you're trying to send her and also you're very much like equally just as bad so you know what, Ramona chill Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can catch the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the places. Um, I'm thinking of maybe starting to release full video episodes soon if that's something that you're interested in, if you care to watch the show. Mainly just the interviews. I don't think I want to release actual... I don't think I would release these episodes, but definitely the interviews for sure. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to give me a follow at Just Plain Zach and follow at No Filter with Zach for the latest show news and latest reality TBT and exclusive clips from our interviews and clips of this show. I am here every Monday with Pop Culture Breakdowns, Wednesdays with Unfiltered Interviews, and Fridays with recaps from the shows of the week. Let me know what you guys are interested in. Let me know what shows you guys are watching. There's the summer camp show on Bravo that I think I might start to invest in. Maybe I'll get a couple of those cast members on. We'll see. We'll see how that show even goes because that was the whole family karma and people were into that for a minute, but even that fizzled out. But like I said, I'm going to have uh, Max Bones from Vanderpump Rules coming on soon and Paige Saboro um, from Summer House. So send me your questions and I will talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye. <laughs>